Have you dreamed about opening a boutique since childhood? Maybe you have a store, but now you're ready to expand. Well, guess what? You're in exactly the place where you're meant to be. Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique Podcast, hosted by Emily Benson, retail boutique consultant, best-selling author, and a motivational speaker. In this podcast, you'll learn how to manage your boutique better, have balance in your life, and learn from experts who care. So whether you've been in the business for decades or you're just getting started, it's important to get help from someone who's been there and someone who's going to coach you along the way. So head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more today. And now, here's Emily. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm your host, Emily Benson, and I am here with you as a retail expert, as a mindset guru, and as an inventory maven to help guide you along this journey through boutique land. I am really excited this week to kind of take back the reins and do more of like a training style podcast. And this training isn't going to be things that you can do in your store or do on Facebook Live or adjust your inventory. Like this is not going to be an action-based guide. This is going to be something that is probably going to maybe polarize some people or even even I think that some of you at first might have seen the title and been like, oh, I don't know. I don't think it's possible. It is not possible to outsmart negativity. Come on, Emily. But listen, I've got something to tell you and you're going to like it. You can outsmart negativity. And I'm going to show you how right in this podcast right now. Because listen, I have been having a lot of women come to me and tell me that they feel down. They don't feel good about either themselves or their business. And listen, the way you feel about yourself is 100% connected to how you feel about your business and therefore how successful your business is. And again, depending on what your success is defined by, it does affect how your own personal success is showing up for you and showing up for your business. And so I highly, I was really excited to tackle this as a topic because I know it's something that in Six Figure Blueprint I talk about a lot with my one-on-one clients. It's something I talk about a lot is really shifting your mindset and not necessarily having to take action in your boutique. I think once I started to take this advice for myself two, three years ago, honestly, my entire world started to shift and good things started to come my way faster and faster. And now it's very, very rare for me to feel negative, run into negative people, have negative negative situations happen to me. I honestly live a pretty high vibe life. (laughs) And it feels really good. And I think sometimes I am not uh, outwardly expressive about that because I feel maybe I feel a little bit ashamed or maybe I feel like, you know, this is kind of hard stuff to teach because really you've got to be ready for it. 
And I know a lot of the women in my six-figure blueprint were totally ready and they were like, oh my God, Emily, we need to feel better about ourselves and our business. And so in really the first two, three, four weeks of six-figure blueprint, it's a lot of mindset work. So if you're looking to sign up for that when it opens its doors again in August, honestly, be prepared to shift your mindset because that I think is really something that no one in the boutique world talks about. Um, For me, personal development has become sort of like something I'm addicted to. Like I'm a little bit of a personal development junkie at this point. I'll tell you, in the next two weeks, I'm going to hang out with Gabby Bernstein, who is a spiritual guru. And I'm going to hang out with uh, Tony Robbins, the one and only in Boston. I'm so excited to spend a day hanging out with him and getting in that high vibe, right? You know, I think you will know that if you have ever watched one of my live streams or uh, even you're a listener of this podcast, you know I keep it pretty high vibe around here. You know, for me, I don't like to talk about the doom and gloom and the the horrible things. Like I don't watch the news. I don't read the news. In fact, one of my friends recently, we were hanging out and she flipped on the news and I was like, oh, please don't do that. (laughs) I was like, I don't want this to ruin my vibe. And you know, what's good for someone else isn't necessarily good for you. And I totally respect that she wanted to catch up on what was going on because she's interested in it, right? I get that. But for me, I found that the news is really toxic and it's not all positive. Honestly, the news loves to focus on the negative, right? That's why if you're on Facebook and you follow some of these uh, websites where they just feature positive stuff and encouraging stuff, man, those things have like 11 million followers, right? Because we as human beings are searching out the feeling of feeling good. We want to be positive. We want to feel good. But sometimes we just don't have the education. We don't have the consistency and we just don't have the knowledge on how to do it. And so I'll be honest with you. I spent the past two, three years really digging deep into this, working on my own stuff, dealing with my own, you know, baggage that I've had um, and and self-doubt that I've had. And, you know, believe it or not, like I have my own issues. <laughs> so I might not talk about them all the time, but, you know, you guys, like I deal with the exact same things that you deal with in terms of how to run a business. I have now for seven, eight years, right? And especially for me, it was a huge transition moving from, the fashion truck into this new consulting business. This scared the crap out of me. I did not know how to run this kind of business. I had to literally start from scratch. And yes, did I have the foundation because I've learned all this stuff? Yeah, of course. Like I know what to teach, but I didn't know how to run a business where you had to do you know, opt-in forms and funnels and sales pages. And I mean, God, there's a whole new lingo to this service-based world. And so, you know, I am really comfortable in a product-based world. I always say, like, I could sell dirt, you know. I I could sell dirt to anyone. Even if you didn't need dirt, I would make it look really sparkly and glamorous. (laughs) And that's who I am, right? Like, I love product. So for me, you know, I had such an inner desire to become a teacher that I had to dig deep and see where to pull the confidence out and where to pull this, you know, version of myself really out because I knew she was deep inside me. 
But I had to really tap into her and I'm still tapping into her. I'm still getting deeper in her and I'm still learning from other people. You know, some of my favorite personal development gurus that I follow are Brendan Bouchard, uh, Gabby Bernstein, Tony Robbins. I love Kerwin Ray, um, Marie Forleo, you know, all these people. If you need people to look up to that are in personal development or, you know, you need someone who's going to be sort of this person you can look look to and learn from, please send me a message. I'm happy to give you lots of recommendations. There are so many people out there. And, you know, there's there's good ones and there's bad ones. There's ones that I've, you know, latched onto and then realized like, uh, I'm not really that doesn't vibe with me anymore. But, you know, I've kind of found my own spiritual teachers. I've found my own personal development teachers. And for me, that has been where I get the knowledge and the training and the resources that I kind of want to talk about now. I want to talk about with you some ways that you can outsmart negativity. And really, because you're outsmarting the negativity, you're going to end up feeling really, really good. First and foremost, before I jump into these tips, I want you to realize that there is only you in this equation. There's no changing other people. There's no avoiding negativity. There's no affecting your husband or your partner or your spouse. This is about you. In terms of becoming a better person, it starts with you and it ends with you. And the ripple effect will be felt. You know, I get the question all the time, like, well, what if my husband doesn't get on board? Well, you know what? He'll get on board eventually. (laughs) It's really important for you to focus on what you want and focus on feeling good. And that's my first tip here is you need to focus on feeling good every single minute of every single day. Now you're saying like, Emily, come on, like every minute, like you've got to be kidding me. But but honestly, here's the deal is we all have days where we don't feel good, right? And however you want to label that, whether it's bad, you feel off, you woke up on the wrong side of the bed, whatever, it doesn't matter why you woke up not feeling good. It doesn't matter why by three o'clock you feel like super drained. The most important thing is that you recognize it and that you're aware of it. So you've got to start paying more attention to how you feel. And that's something that I think for a lot of Americans, we have not been taught how to do. We haven't taught, we haven't been taught how to feel our feelings, whether they're good, bad, who knows. And so if you can make a commitment to start focusing on paying attention to how you feel, that's the first step. That's like baby step number one. Spend a week just focusing on how you feel and being aware of it. Because once you are aware of it, then you can identify where you lie on what I've learned from Abraham Hicks, something called the emotional guidance scale. And the emotional guidance scale is basically 22 emotions that go from all the way from like fear, depression, like really tough stuff, all the way up to like joy and ecstasy, okay? And a lot of times we haven't been taught to identify what this feeling is. So, you know, I'm feeling really weird. I'm feeling off. I I have to take a minute and I'm going to post the emotional guidance system in the show notes. So check that out or just listen, Google emotional guidance scale 
Abraham Hicks. And you'll find this, right? And, and so what I like to do is I like to use the scale and identify what is this feeling really that I'm feeling? Am I depressed? Like, no, okay, I'm feeling agitated or I'm feeling irritated. I think irritated is on the list. I'm feeling frustrated. I get frustrated sometimes. And so once I can identify what that emotion is, then I can work up the scale. And so, you know, one of the things I really hate and I really try to avoid saying is like, oh, just feel good. Like, oh, just be positive. Listen, if I'm feeling frustrated, I do not go from zero to 60 positive in five minutes. Okay. It's going to like take me a little time. And that's okay. We're human. Like, it's okay to feel our feelings. It's okay to process them. And so when I use the emotional guidance system, for me, it's really helpful because I can actually identify, okay, I'm frustrated. All right. So what is the next feeling above frustrated is I think it's overwhelmed. And so then I can say, okay, how can I work through this frustrated feeling to feel overwhelmed? Like, for example, today I was feeling really frustrated. We were running around a lot. Um, we had to get a bunch of errands done. And in the back of my head, I'm thinking, oh my God, I have so much work to do today. I have so much to get done. And so for me, the frustration from driving around and like theoretically spending all this time, like wasting time, which is not wasting time. I had a really nice, you know, meal with family and we, I did a little bit of shopping that I needed to get done for some, some travel. Right. So it wasn't all bad, but it was really hard for me in that moment to stop and say, whoa, Emily, like you're feeling frustrated. Why are you feeling frustrated? Okay. Yeah. Cause you're overwhelmed. Right? I'm overwhelmed at the feeling of work that I have to do. So what's next to get over feeling overwhelmed is to check in with my calendar and put some tasks on it and stay on my schedule because the feeling of overwhelmed is just the feeling like, oh my God, I don't have enough time, right? So once I checked in with my calendar and I saw, okay, I have space here, I have space there, here I know this is my to-do list of things I need to get done, it's all going to get done. And so by making those subtle shifts and realizing exactly how I feel, pinpointing it, and being able to make the shift from just even frustrated to overwhelmed to like content, right? That's kind of where I went went after I checked my calendar and looked at my to-dos. I kind of went to content where I was like, okay, I can relax. I can take a breath right now because I don't have to live in frustrated. That's not fun for me. It's certainly not fun for the people around me. <laughs> Right. And so once I kind of got over those feelings, then I could get to content. And content is a great place to live. You know, we don't have to live in joy and ecstasy all day, all the time. Sometimes in our life, we can just live in contentment. And that's a really nice, neutral, even place to live. I'm perfectly happy being content. Right. I feel like right now, I actually might be, I might be hovering around content. So, that emotional guidance scale, I've I've given it to so many people. I just want to give it to more people. And so, like I said, it's going to be in the show notes, in the iTunes show notes, in the Stitcher show notes. And you can always go over to boosterboutique.com and find it in our show notes there too. Um, so I want you to think about, like I said, focusing on feeling good. And the only way to focus on feeling good is to really be aware of how you're feeling and make those subtle shifts back to feeling good, right? Because it's not 
it's not natural for us to just feel good all the time, right? As humans, there are going to be things that happen that kind of make us dip back down. So that's when it's really important to figure out how to get back to feeling good. And so from my perspective, I'm not going to sit here and say to you, just feel good all the time. Like, no, that's, that's very unrealistic, <laughs> you know. But what I do want to do is give you a tool where you can actually say, you know what, here's how I'm feeling. And I'm going to recognize that feeling. I'm going to be aware of it. And I'm going to make the shift. So I hope that you are on board with this idea of feeling good and making those shifts to feeling good. Because that's really the first step in outsmarting negativity, which you're going to say like, what, how? But when you feel good, the deal is, is that it's very hard for other people around you not to feel good. It's very hard for you to attract negativity into your life. So that's why this is the very first step. If you can feel good, you're going to bring more good into your life. It's the law of attraction. It's the way the universe works. And so that is number one. If there's, if you stop listening right here, you're going to be like way better off than you were when you started listening. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by the Boost Your Boutique Workshop, Dallas. Are you ready to take your business to the next level by learning how to have a sustainable, profitable business model? On June 13th from 2 to 5 p.m. in Dallas, Texas, I am going to walk you through how to manage your cash flow, get free marketing, and bust through any money and success blocks that you feel are standing in the way between you and your dream fashion business. The Booster Boutique Workshop is open to anyone who has a fashion-based business, whether you are a direct seller, you have a boutique, or you're a product manufacturer. You are going to leave on June 13th feeling amazing, ready to take on the world, and crush it in your boutique business. And you can find out more information at bit.ly slash BYB Dallas 17. All right, step number two here is now that you've changed your thoughts, your feelings, right? Let's start to change your language. One of the things we do so quickly without even, again, being aware is we say things <laughs> that just encourage us to feel bad and, and feel negative. So let me give you an example, right? I'm so busy. I hear women say, I'm so busy all the time. And I'm like, yo, listen, the more you talk about being busy, the more busy you're going to be. That's, again, it's just the law of attraction. It's how it works. The more you talk about how tired you are, the more tired you become. The more you feel like you have so much to do, somehow your to-do list just gets really crazy long. So what I want you to do is start being really aware of your words and don't be so mindless about your words, right? Because here's the deal is like we also, with our words and our language, we're affecting the people around us. So if you have kids, if you live with a, another person, whether that's a spouse or a partner or whatever – those people are actually really affected by your words too. And especially with kids, like we're just teaching our kids to be busy all the time and to be stressed all the time. And, you know, I know that the majority of my listeners is somewhere between the ages of 25 and 55. And if you fall out of that, I apologize. <laughs> but I know the bulk of you really are in that 35 to 45 range. And most 35 to 45 year old women have kids. 
right? And what I want you to know is that right now we are seeing such an epidemic of women and men in their 40s and 50s who are having heart disease at higher rates, who are having heart attacks, who are having strokes, and it's all caused by all this stress. And so if there is one thing you can do for yourself and your kids so you don't end up in the hospital, you don't end up feeling sick or having these horrible things happen, the one thing you can start to do that is so easy, I don't even care about telling you to work out or whatever, the one thing you can do is start to change your language. It's so easy to do that. So let me tell you, the minute you start to say, I'm so busy, I have so much to do, I'm so busy, I'm so tired, I'm exhausted. I want a light bulb to go off in your head, or I want you to hear me, right, chiming in, saying, whoa, 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 hey, hey, friend, let's shift that. Let's change the language. Let's change it to, ready, from I'm so busy to I have all the time I need. Doesn't that just feel better? I have all the time I need. Because really, you do. You always get everything done anyway, right? I mean, like, you guys are rock stars. So you don't need to put the I'm busy thing on top of it, right? So I, I have all the time I need. I always have all the time I need, right? From I'm so tired, I'm exhausted, oh, I'm exhausted. No, let's shift that. I always have boundless energy. My energy is always so high. I always have great energy levels. Just Or just stop saying I'm tired, right? You don't even have to say these. Even if you just cut this stuff out, you'll be better off. I have so much to do. No, 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 no. Okay, we're going to take away. I have so much to do. My to-do list is so long. Or, you know, I think this is a common thing amongst people when they see each other. Um, it's like, oh, how are you? Oh, I have so much to do. I'm so busy. Like, don't say that. Say, listen, you know, I've actually, I'm, I'm really quickly finishing everything that's on my to-do list. I'm doing great. I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really energetic. You know, how often do you run into someone in the grocery store and they just like spill all this I'm busy junk all over you? You know, it's just word vomit. Like, let's clean it up. We don't have to have that language because it is affecting us. It is affecting our kids. And, you know, we don't deserve to live like that. And this is a really, really simple change. So I really want to encourage you. Step number two here on how to outsmart negativity is to change your language. Because like I said, right, when you're feeling so busy, what do you attract? You attract those women in the grocery store who come up to you and say, oh, I'm so busy too, right? Like let's start helping each other out. We can't raise up if we're just all busy and tired all the time. Third is a really, really tough one for me. And I know it's a tough one for a lot of women I work with. But I want to encourage you to stop comparing yourself to others, whether it be in your business, whether it be in how you look, whether it be in how smart your kids are or how athletic they are. You know, the more we compare ourselves to others, the more it actually really hurts us and the more it it's just, it's negative. Like it just is not leading to anything good. 
And I know it's so hard to not compare ourselves to others because, you know, honestly, I grew up in the Northeast and one time I went to a yoga class. I was telling her how hard it was to adjust to uh, back to the Northeast. We had been living in Guatemala. This was last year. And we had been there for six weeks. And, you know, I was having a lot of trouble adjusting, to be honest. It's a different way of life in this country, especially in the Northeast. And I said to her, I'm just, I'm having so much trouble. And uh, she said to me, well, of course you would, because you are in the land of inbred perfectionism. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, you're so right. Why do we feel the need to be perfect? Why do we feel the need to compare ourselves to others and, and put us at a standard that has not been created by our own brains? You know, I really feel like the idea of comparing ourselves is just this crazy combination of self-doubt right? Feeling like we're not good enough. And this competitiveness to be perfect, right? All these like Pinterest cupcakes and bunting banners and nice cars and perfectly manicured. Like, no, listen, like we don't have to play into that. We can define our own success. We can define our own journey in life. You know, we were all raised by different parents, different families. Maybe we were raised by a grandparent or we were adopted. You know, we are all, we all come from different places. And so to compare ourselves and put ourselves at a standard to someone else who we don't know where they came from is just ridiculous, right? Like now that I'm explaining it, aren't you thinking like, whoa, that's so right. Like you're, I am being so ridiculous for comparing myself. I have no idea where that person came from. You know, I, I have no idea what that person's been through. That person doesn't know what I've been through. That person doesn't understand my background. So the fact that we would compare ourselves, it's just, it's like apples to oranges. You know, you're never going to compare yourself apples to apples. That's not how we are as human beings, just flat out. And so I want you to realize, like, we are all on our own journey. And I, I think it would be so much more helpful to focus on people who inspire you. Like I said at the top of the podcast, we really need to find people in our lives who can inspire us to be better, inspire us to learn more, inspire us to do better. Instead of looking at someone across the aisle who, you know, we're just not, we don't know where they came from. We're at the same level theoretically, right? And, or maybe we're not. Who the hell knows? The deal is, is that we have to unfollow these people who trigger us to, compare and trigger us to feel bad about ourselves. It just doesn't get us anywhere. So what do I want you to do about this other than just stopping? So do the unfollow on Facebook, you know, block them from Pinterest, whatever you need to do. Don't go to the same, you know, stand on the other side of the soccer field as them. I don't know. Whatever you need to do, avoid, right? Avoid these people that you want to compare yourself to. And next step is to take the time to define your own journey and your own path to success, your own definition of success. What does that mean to you? What is it going to mean for you to feel happy and fulfilled and good on this journey in this life? What does that look like for you? So few of us take the time to do that. I know I have, and it's literally changed my entire life. It's changed who I am. It's changed what I do. It's changed how I interact with people. I'm not competitive anymore. I don't care. 
I'm on my own journey. I'm doing what I feel called to do and the things that are important to me. And if other people have a problem with that, that's not my problem, (laughs) frankly. And I'm not going to get wrapped up in it. I'm going to keep doing my thing. I'm going to keep on my path that I know is true to me and be the person that I want to be, that I feel good about. And so I really want to encourage you to do the same. Define what you need in your life, what you want in your life. And that is what you should compare yourself against, not the girl down the road, not the woman across the street. No, stop. Compare yourself to your own journey and your own definition of success. And that is how you will truly avoid negativity because all you're doing is setting forth what you want and being positive along the way and getting excited when you hit all those milestones. Hopefully all these things have gotten you inspired to really refocus where you're headed. If you're feeling like you're in a negative spot, you're feeling a lot of self-doubt, you know, number one, focus on feeling good. Number two, start to change that language. You really don't need to say the things that you might be saying. They may be hurting you. So stop the language. And number three is just let's define your own success and stop comparing yourself to other people doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve them. It doesn't serve your higher self. And so all of this stuff, I really hope has inspired you to have a different outlook on your life, have a different outlook on your day. And hopefully it's helped you feel a little more positive and a little more inspired because as always, that's what I aim to do here on the Booster Boutique podcast. Thank you so much for joining me once again. Here's to making lots of friends and making lots of money. Did you love this episode as much as I did? Head over to iTunes and rate and review the Booster Boutique podcast so more amazing and creative boutique owners like you can find out about it. And don't forget, head over to BoosterBoutique.com to learn more.